Hey mama, you and I both know losing weight and living a healthy life is about the food, but it's not really about the food. We've been conditioned from a young age to conform into these tightly wound up balls of untruths, processes, and ideals that are not our own and don't serve us. Leaving behind a tornadic path of shame, guilt, regret, and unfortunately unwanted weight gain. Mama, we are straight up stuck in this mess and we have lost our way to happy and healthy. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of mamas and nothing has become more clear to me. We must unravel what we think we know and push past these false teachings and empower ourselves to make choices that serve us and lead us to the life we want to live. Mama, unraveling can get a little messy at times, but we're mamas and getting dirty is a part of the gig. Here we go. So what I would love to chat with you guys about today is the four not so secret tricks to end your most frustrating, unhealthy habits. And here's the thing, anytime that I was, so this week, as I was preparing to have this discussion with you, I really, 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 really had to think about how was I going to approach this with you guys, right? Because here's the thing, if I put up a post and I say, share your unhealthy habit with me. Well, there's a lot of us who would be like, I'm not sharing that. I'm not saying that because then people will know that this is what I actually do. Or we share a very surfacey, um, not authentic bad habit that we have. We share something like, I don't put the cap on the toothpaste at the end of the night. Instead of being like, um, I binge eat at nine o'clock at night, or um, I lose my cool so quickly when I'm on my cycle, um, that my kids are afraid of me, like those types of things, those kinds of habits that are true and real habits. Right? So the very first thing that I want to share with you is that every single person has bad habits. The Instagram models that you see on Instagram, the perfect mom you see at the school, you know, um, holiday that put all the little treats together, the husband who looks like he has it all together. We all have bad habits. So can we all just take a deep breath and understand and be okay with the fact that we have bad habits. Now we want to make our bad habits smaller and our good habits bigger. That's what we're going to talk about next week is how to make our good habits bigger, right? So if you are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to only highlight my bad habits. That's okay. We're not just going to do that. So everybody around us has bad habits. I'll share a few of mine with you. I love artificial sweetener. I know I get a rash of crap about it from other people who are in the health and fitness industry, and they give me all kinds of a hard time. I like Splenda. I do. I like it. Sorry. (laughs) That's my thing, right? I feel like I do a lot of other things really, really well. So if this is my goat, this is my goat, right? And so I really like artificial sweetener. I will have a diet Coke on a hot day and not feel bad about it. Um, There are, I don't eat breakfast all the time. Like a lot of the things that we deem as healthy or right or good habits, I don't do. And that's okay. Cause I've figured out for myself what that looks like. Right. So at the beginning of every single year, I love to read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you have read the book, you have the book, or you want to read the book, let me know in the comments below. Uh, Just write whatever you want or drop an emoji or drop a book emoji and let me know. But I love Atomic Habits by James Clear. Number one, he's an athlete. 
And his stories for me are super compelling. His story is incredible how he, you know, decided and came into this philosophy of how to create awesome habits. Right. And so I love reading this book because he breaks down how to, um, obtain healthy habits and keep those habits and how to kick, you know, the bad habits to the curb and minimize them and make them less. Right. So these are not a secret. Uh, there's a lot of philosophies. Um, uh, Rachel Hollis has a similar philosophy. Brooke Castillo has a similar philosophy when it comes to good habits and bad habits. And so it's kind of like a general idea. And then people take from it what they want and they make it work for them. So here's what I do. I use four words to help me remember when I'm engaging or wanting to engage in a bad habit. I remember these four words. Okay. Cause this is going to help me not engage in the bad habit. So if you have a piece of paper, jot it down. If you're listening to this in your car or you're listening to the replay, um, just turn the volume up so that you can remember these four words. Okay. I use sight script, distance and partner site script distance and partner. Okay. Those are the four words that I use. So let's go through that. I'm going to give you four keywords to think about when you want to engage or you are engaging in a bad habit, how to make that habit less impactful and less uh, in your face and easier to stay away from. Okay. So the very first one that I want you to think about, um, and you know, we talk a lot about willpower in the health and weight loss space, right? I have a lot of people who come to me and they say, I just have no willpower. Like as soon, you know, I'll do good for two or three weeks. And then week four, bam, my willpower is out the window. And I want you to know that you do not have a willpower, like missing link. That's, that's not it. So what I want you to think about first is when I feel like I have no willpower, the very first tool, the very first trick, the very first thing that I want you to think of is out of sight, out of mind. Okay. It, this is not a secret out of sight, out of mind. When you have a package of Oreos sitting in your pantry and you've been on a two or three week healthy kick, a one week healthy kick, and the Oreos are in the pantry and that's like your like red food. And we've talked about this before too, right? That food that just whispers your name from the pantry. How are you supposed to keep your willpower when it's there, right? It's right in front of you. It's so easy to get to, right? So if we know that those Oreos or those potato chips or the chocolate chip, uh, the mini chocolate chips are going to call your name in a moment of weakness, we need to get them out of sight, out of mind, right? I literally just practiced this. I literally just practiced this this week. I was starting to create a habit that I did not love, which was PB fit, a rice cake with mini dark chocolate chips. And I was putting the right amount of mini dark chocolate chips on my rice cake. And then as this habit got more and more intense, I started adding more and started adding more and started adding more. So now my, like my reasonable treat at the end of the night was turning into like a disaster that was pulling me away from all of my goals. And I was sacrificing chocolate instead of more food. And I was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. So I grabbed the bag of mini chocolate chips and I threw it away. And guess what this week, no rice cake and mini chocolate chips. As a matter of fact, you know what I had last night for my sweet treat? I had Greek yogurt because I had protein that I needed to eat. I put blueberries in it and then I put a little splash of ready whip on the top and it was delicious and it completely was healthy. I got protein and, and antioxidants and all kinds of micronutrients from the blueberries and it was totally awesome. So number one, we want to get it out of sight, out of mind. What we When we keep things out of sight, we don't dwell on them in our mind. It's that simple. They're not there. We can't get to them. They're not there. We can think about it, but I'll tell you the thought is very quick because it's not there to indulge in. 
when you indulge in it, it seeds and anchors that thought in your head. And then tomorrow you want to do the same. And then the next day you want to do the same. So the very first thing is keeping it out of sight and out of mind. Okay. Then the other thing that we want to do, remember the second word that I talked about was script. We want to flip the script to recognize the benefits. When we're trying to break a bad habit, we usually think about all the things that are going to be hard and all of the things that we are going to lose if we give up soda, if we give up alcohol, if we give up junk food, if we give up fried food, if we give up, uh, you know, three bowls of ice cream at the end of the night, we think about all of the things that we are going to lose, right? We feel restricted. We feel sad. We feel angry. What if we flip the script and we thought about all of the benefits that we were going to get from giving up that one thing? from giving up soda. I'm not putting chemicals in my body. I'm drinking more water. More water leads to mental clarity and focus. It leads to energy, right? What if we flip the script and stop focusing so hard on all of the things that we're going to lose if we don't eat fried food, if we don't have the junk food and start thinking about what am I gaining from What am I gaining from indulging in these healthier habits and giving up those things? What am I gaining, right? And so something that I want you to do today is I want you to think of a bad habit that you want to give up. Let's just say, let's just say that it's soda. Okay. And I want you to write down soda at the top of a paper, at the top of your paper. And then on, I want you to make two columns on the left-hand side. I want you to tell me what soda gives you. Okay. And so maybe soda gives you, um, you know, it feels good in your mouth, like the bubbly, right? The fizziness. You like how that feels. It's refreshing. Um, whatever it is, it's a treat, whatever it is on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side, I want you to tell me, and I want you to think hard and list all the things, all the benefits that you know, you're going to get from giving up soda, right? Not putting chemicals in my body. Um, I'm going to drink more water because I'm not drinking soda and I, I'm thirsty. Uh, so I'm going to hydrate. I'm going to sleep better. Your body's made up of mostly water. So if I'm drinking water instead of soda, that's going to benefit my metabolism, my internal uh, organs. My poop will improve. My sleep will improve. My mental clarity will improve, right? Because our body needs water. A body doesn't need soda, right? And I want you to create that list. And I want you to create that list because. When the going gets tough and you want to dive into that dang soda, I want you to pull out the list and say, this is why I am not engaging in this stuff. We're going to flip the script. So number one, we're going to keep it out of sight, out of mind, right? Remember sight was that first word. Number two, we are going to flip the script. We're going to change the story we're telling ourselves. We're going to stop obsessing over why we don't want to give it up. And we want to focus about what happens if we give up that bad habit, all of the benefits that we're going to have. And we're going to list them out so that we can flip to our journal and say, okay, these are the benefits of not engaging in that behavior anymore. Okay. Then the third word that I wanted you to think about was distance. Okay. This is actually one of my favorite ones. And it's something that we talk about in my macros made easy program with my mamas all the time. Okay. Distance yourself from the temptation. One of the easiest ways to eliminate a bad habit is to make it difficult to get to putting some distance between you and the item. Okay. Your trigger, your triggers retrain your brain to think that the habit is too much work and not worth going to get. So let me give you an example. Let's just say that one of your bad habits is eating that package of Oreos. And I mentioned Oreos a lot because uh, clearly that was one of my trigger foods in the past, right? So let's just say that Oreos and nobody ever has three. That's the servings on it. I'm talking a sleeve of Oreos was my jam. Okay. You stop bringing them into the house and you create some distance between you. Okay. 
So if you're having that craving for your favorite thing, it could be ice cream, it could be Oreos, it could be, um, it could be cheese, it can be whatever it is that, that you know you don't just eat a portion of, you go way overboard and it blows your goals and pulls you away from healthy and what you're trying to achieve, right? In order to do that, we stop bringing it into the house and you make some distance. So let's just say that tonight at nine o'clock at night, I start thinking, man, I really want that sleeve of Oreos. I really, really want that sleeve of Oreos. So now if I really, really want it, I'm going to make it hard. I'm going to make it work for me to get to. And guess what? We're kind of (laughs) lazy. Our brain is a little bit lazy. So if I want Oreos at nine o'clock at night, I've got to wake up my three kids. I've got to put them in the car. I've got to get myself dressed. I've got to put shoes on, maybe a bra. I don't know if I'm feeling real sketchy. I might just go without a bra, but I got to put a bra on. I got to put regular clothes on shoes. I got to wake up my three kids. I've got to put them in my car. I've got to stop watching whatever Netflix I was watching. I've got to get in my car and it's cold right now, cold to me in Arizona. And so I'm going to go in my cold car to the grocery store. I'm going to drive, you know, seven minutes to the grocery store. I'm going to take my kids out of the car into the grocery store at nine o'clock at night to walk in, to buy the Oreos, to buy the ice cream, to buy the brick of cheese, to buy the bacon, to buy the bag of chips, whatever it is. Then I've got to stand in line, pay for it. And not to mention it's COVID. So I've got to throw my damn mask on, right? Then I got to put my kids back in the car, drive all the way home, put all three of them back to bed before I can sit down and enjoy my full carton of ice cream, the full sleeve of Oreos. I don't know about you guys, but I'm exhausted just thinking about that. So automatically I go, Hmm, no, thanks. Now the next thing that you might want to do is go, well, I don't have Oreos, but I've got ice cream. So listen, if ice cream is a thing too, then we got to do the same thing with ice cream, right? Especially at the beginning. And let me just tell you this. You don't have to do this with every item for the rest of your life, but at the beginning, when we're trying to break a bad habit, this is an incredible way to break a bad habit because your brain stops obsessing about it. It's, it feels and seems too hard for it to get what it's what it wants, right? So we are going to put distance between ourselves and the food, right? If you decide to do all the things that we just talked about, to wake up your kids, to get in the car, to put a bra on, to go in the store, to put on a mask, to buy the thing, to bring it home, to put the kids to bed and to sit down and eat it then do it, then do it. If you're willing to put in that much work, but 99% of the time, mamas are like, "Mm, I'm going to make myself a really nice yummy tea. And I'm going to sit here and finish my Netflix show. And when it's over, I'm going to shut the TV off and I'm going to go to bed. That's kind of been my go-to lately. When I feel that craving, I'm having a ton of cravings because I'm of holiday foods, right? Having a ton of cravings because I overate the holiday foods, which fine, no guilt, no shame. I did it. It's done. It's over with but I'm having carb and sugar cravings because I overdid it during Christmas time. So right now I'm breaking that habit and breaking that habit means I've got to replace that comfort with something. And so what I'm replacing it with is literally Yogi Y O G I T. They have a bedtime tea, a stress relief with Kava. And I put my artificial sweetener in there. (laughs) Remember I put that in there 
And I enjoy a warm cup of tea. It's soothing. I watch my Netflix show. I turn it off and I go to bed and no damage is done to my health and my weight loss journey. Okay. So number one, we talked about what was our word? Uh, sight, right? We want to out of sight, out of mind. Number two, we want to flip the script. Script was the word and recognize the benefits, right? Number three, we want to distance ourselves from temptation. And then number four was partner. Okay. Number four was partner. And I want you to find an accountability partner. I've saved the best for last mamas. A lot of people are embarrassed about their bad habits because they know better, but they've fallen into what's easy and comfortable. And we're embarrassed to shame guilty to share with anybody our bad habits. Right. And one way to do better is to ask for help. Asking a close friend, a spouse, a sibling, uh, a coworker, right? But here's the thing. There is a good, better, and a best selection for an accountability partner. Listen, if your coworker is negative Nelly, super negative, thinks that everything healthy is dumb and that you're trying too hard and working too hard, that's not going to be your go-to for an accountability partner. She's going to pull you in the opposite direction. Don't sign her up to be your accountability partner. Same thing with your spouse. If he's like not game for that, then let's not drag him into it because it's just going to make tension and madness. And then you're going to be triggered emotionally to go get the Oreos and get your kids out of bed to go get the Oreos. Okay. So let's be smart about how we select this. Okay. So an accountability partner can help you and encourage you to make the transition just a little bit easier. And it takes the loneliness out of what you're trying to do. Okay. Now here's a good accountability partner. will hold you to your goals. Okay. Remember we talked good, better, best, a good accountability partner will hold you to your goals. A better accountability partner will be on the same journey as you and is walking through the trenches with you. So you both decide together, this is the habit we're trying to break, right? This is the habit we're trying to break. Maybe it's late night snacking. And so at nine o'clock every night, you guys check in with yourself and you say, Hey, girlfriend, I really have this craving. I really want to eat the whole bag of chips. I measured out a portion. I'm eating the portion. And then I put the bag in the garage on the highest shelf, whatever it is. Okay. But you guys are holding each other accountable to that. Okay. And then the best accountability partner will have gone through a similar experience and can lead you through the journey. So this is somebody who is not in the journey with you, but a little bit ahead of you and can really guide you and share with you the tools that they use to break that specific habit. Um, I have seen this be a really incredible um, situation when somebody is trying to quit alcohol or tobacco or is really struggling with their health and weight loss. Having a quit coach for tobacco and alcohol, I know several people in my life who have used a quit coach um, to stop doing alcohol and drinking and stuff like that. And it's worked incredibly well, but those people are not currently in the habit, right? And for me in my macros made easy program, I am their quick coach, right? Because I am no longer in the food struggle. I've got my process, my, my system down really well. I've got a lot of tools to use and to implement when I'm feeling a certain way so that I don't go down the roads that I used to. And I share those tricks, tips, hacks, ideas, perspective shifts, journal entries, books to read in order to help my clients get where they want to go faster right? 
And so that's the kind of accountability partner. That's the best kind of accountability partner that you can have because they've been there, done that, and they have achieved their goals in that arena, whatever it may be. Right. So let's, let's review really quick the four words. Okay. So word number one would be sight out of sight, out of mind. Word number two would be script, flip the script and recognize the benefits. Word number three would be distance, distance yourself from the temptation. Word number four would be partner. And that is find an accountability partner. Mama, listen, I am so grateful that you showed up today to hear this, to allow me to pour into you, to teach you and to help you and to give you some tools to begin to quit whatever bad habit you no longer want to engage in. If anything that we talked about today resonates with you and you're like, man, I need some of that in my daily life. I need to get on that system and I need to start crushing the habits that are pulling me back. You and I need to chat. Uh, above or below, depending on where you are watching this, I'm going to drop a free discovery link for you and I to get on a call and chat just to see where you're at, see what's going on and, and see what it is that you need. Right. And if you and I are a good fit, we'll rock and roll. If we're not mama, I will point you in a different direction that I can promise you. Okay. That's what I have for you in our live session today. Uh, it is, you know, four ways, the not so secret ways to end your most frustrating, unhealthy habits. Mama, if you will commit to thinking of these four words while you are trying to break a bad habit, I know you will find your way and you will find success in quitting and stopping or minimizing that one thing that is holding you back. All right, mamas, that's what I got for you. I would love to hear your biggest takeaway below. Let me know if this was helpful. Let me know if you want more stuff like this. Next week, we're going to talk about how to highlight your greatest habits, right? We want to minimize the bad ones and we want to highlight the good ones. All right, mama, have an incredible day. We will chat soon. Bye-bye for now. Mama, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending a little piece of your crazy day with me. I am hopeful that what I shared with you today allows you to put the pieces of your incredible life puzzle back together where it belongs. If anything from these podcasts resonates with you and you find yourself shaking your head, heck yes, mama, to what is being taught here, please hit that subscribe button and share this with other mamas who need to unravel in all the right ways. I created a place and a space for us to do just that. Go check out my free resource page with all kinds of goodies waiting to push you along in your success. Check it out at theunraveledmama.com forward slash resources with an S at the end. Here you will find tips, tricks, hacks, ideas, recipes, must-haves, and my favorites that have helped me crush my goals all along the way. Let's be action takers and move makers and take this to the next level so that you can find that sweet spot in your nutritional journey. See you next week, mama.